Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And that's what we do here on the 415ers podcast, coming at you three times a week on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network with 95.7 The Game. We pat ourselves on the back, especially if you know you rate us, review us, give us five stars, download. All that stuff is, uh, is much appreciated. Evan Giddings, Mark Grandy. Follow us, Mark on social, at Mark Grandy. Mark with a C, Grandy with an I. I'm on social, at egiddings10, at 415ers across all social media platforms. Okay, so this is the next part of the conversation, and one that, we'll surely be having over the course of the summer. But again, with the confidence that Brock Purdy has inspired along with the rest of the weapons around him and how this offense has been humming in a way that honestly, I don't even know any other team has outside of perhaps Kansas city and maybe Cincinnati. Uh, You know, when you, when you're looking at total points scored since Brock Purdy has taken over as a starter five out of the last six games, they've eclipsed the 30 point mark. San Francisco was lucky midway through the year if they were eclipsing 2025, it seemed like. So Brock Purdy has taken this offense to a new level. The San Francisco 49ers will have a decision to make this offseason of who is going to be their QB1 heading into next year and potentially beyond. Brock Purdy, in my mind, we had this conversation a couple of weeks ago of what the pecking order was going to look like. I thought it would be Trey Lance won, Brock Purdy won A. There would be a competition, but Trey Lance would have the benefit of the doubt. Barring some sort of catastrophic collapse in the postseason, and and I don't think that's going to happen. Brock Purdy hasn't shown any signs of being a guy that's going to turn the ball over four times and lose you a football game. And I don't think Kyle Shanahan would let him, even if it trended in that direction. It does feel like the trend now is that Brock Purdy is going to be the guy. Now, maybe not unanimously, but he has done enough, in my opinion, Mark, to flip the pecking order ever so slightly to the point where he would be seen as the number one, maybe not by everyone in the organization, but certainly by people on the outside as the number one, maybe you know a 55% number one. And Trey Lance does feel like, in many ways, the 45% under the 50-50 as the number two at this point? It's a difficult decision or a difficult discussion because on one side, you feel like Trey Lance wasn't really ever given a fair shake, a a real chance. I mean, he was the starter this year. That was the right decision, I think, by Kyle Shanahan, despite the fact that it didn't work out. He started week one in a monsoon and unfortunately didn't play his best. Um, but no one's really holding that against him, considering the environment, considering it was week one, everything else. He comes out week two, didn't look 
incredible in the first quarter before he got injured, and and then he hasn't played since. And that's been the extent of him as the team starter. So you kind of feel bad because he never was really given a full opportunity to, to really become the team starter. But then you look at what Brock Purdy has done in his limited time as the team starting quarterback. And again, not even Kyle Shanahan's decision to start him, just by default, the team starting quarterback, because they had no other bodies left. And you think, well, how could you give this job to anyone other than this guy? And I think we're at a point, Evan, where regardless of what happens in the postseason, we were talking earlier what when we were discussing how he might respond to postseason drama, to postseason adversity. If he throws a pick six uh, and he gets behind early, say he throws another pick six in the second half and he fumbles another time, he turns the ball over three times, they directly lead to points for Seattle every single time, and the Niners get upset at home by the Seattle Seahawks. Even if something like that happens, Brock Purdy still has a very realistic chance to be the team starter next year. I think he is bad game proof. I'm not saying that he's going to be the starter regardless, but regardless of what happens on the negative end of things, the negative extreme of the spectrum, he's got a chance. He's going to be fighting for that starting job. There's nothing that he can do, good or bad, that will take him out of a competition for next year. He has been that good through the first six games. And unfortunately, the way it is going, which I think is why it's what people point to when they do have pause about the 49ers in the postseason, it is, well, I know we just got done talking about this. He is a rookie quarterback, and he's bound to make a mistake here or there, and, and things potentially could snowball. But even if that does happen, Evan, he has done enough in his first six games that he will have an opportunity to win the job next offseason. That is absolutely a given now the other side of the spectrum is what if he wins a super bowl is he guaranteed the starting job is it even going to be a competition i'm not so sure about that but he has done enough to where regardless of what happens even if it's a disastrous saturday for brock purdy he has a very good shot to be the starter next year still yeah next year to me is it's a foregone conclusion that he is in the mix and to me he's probably number one at this point that might change on, based on the playoffs, but I think we're on the same page that I, I I just don't see him doing anything that is like cataclysmic, like that is that is just so beyond bad that he ruins his stock and tanks it to the point where he is, you know, the backup or, or back to the third string quarterback next year. I do still have my doubts, however, about Brock Purdy being a franchise quarterback. If we're talking about the future QB one, that also includes beyond next season. And I don't know if Trey Lance is that guy, but I still do have my doubts about Brock Purdy because as Brock Purdy talked about earlier this week, it is very easy to operate when you have a lot of amazing weapons around you, when you have talent, maybe even in some ways easier than the college game, as he sort of referenced, you know, in his press conference, but Brock Purdy, I do think, just based on his physical capabilities right now, has more of a ceiling than most rookie or young quarterbacks. I still have doubts about whether his arm is going to be you know, amazing enough for him to stay in the league for 10 or 15 years. I still have doubts, depending on how teams with a full offseason 
can adjust potentially to Brock Purdy and the 49ers offense. I still do think there's some surprise factor with teams that haven't seen him before or even teams that have seen him before. We're talking about Seattle. So I don't know if I would ever be comfortable, even in this offseason, considering Brock Purdy outside of him, you know, winning the Super Bowl, calling him the quarterback of the future. But for next year, Kyle Shanahan's got to be ecstatic. He's got to be extremely excited because he's got two young quality options. One that is more proven than the other, of course, Brock Purdy over Trey Lance. But you still have a guy in Lance that you can develop, invest more time in. Maybe you you don't have as much time because of his contract. But Brock Purdy has established himself to me as a guy and maybe the guy for next year. But I am still hesitant to consider him anything beyond that. I know this this conversation might not mean much to the 49ers because, of course, they're the team that employs Kyle Shanahan. But what's interesting is, do you credit Brock Purdy's success to Brock Purdy and he's just much better than draft evaluators thought, than any team thought? Or is it because he's with Kyle Shanahan in an offense full of weapons? Um, and, I mean, you look at the numbers with Kyle Shanahan – you know, and his quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, under Jimmy Garoppolo and Kyle Shanahan, the Niners, 38 and 17. Under Shanahan, but with Nick Mullins, CJ Beathard, Brian Hoyer, and Trey Lance, the Niners are 9 and 29. And now under Brock Purdy, 5 and 0 in his starts. So there's obviously something going on there. And then, you know, the, the conversation becomes well, look at the success the Niners are having with a seventh round rookie quarterback. Do other teams try to emulate the 49ers and try to pick a four-year starter from a Power 5 school, but still a smaller Power 5 school that isn't historically, you know, very good, and, you know, try to go from there, see if they can have success in a similar route to the 49ers. And while I would say that, you know, good for you for trying something different, maybe the Niners have found something, You also have to understand that Brock Purdy is in the dream scenario for any quarterback, including a rookie who was a four-year starter at the college level. So I know this is a little, a little off from what we were just discussing, but, but it got me thinking about, you know, the, how much you credit Brock Purdy himself and how much you would, you would credit everyone else in the 49ers organization for this success. But ultimately because it will be Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan and everyone else in the Niners organization again next year. It doesn't really matter to the Niners as much, but I can see opposing teams looking at the success the Niners are having with an extremely young and cheap quarterback and saying, hey, I want that for myself. But the reality is it's it's not that simple. I mean, it's a copycat league. I don't know if before the Rams treated draft picks the way they did, if Kyle Shanahan goes all in and cashes his chips for Christian McCaffrey this year, I I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't because I think Kyle Shanahan has evolved a lot as both a head coach, as well as a front office member uh, and, and John Lynch as well. I do think as far as Brock Purdy is concerned, this may not sound like a strong statement, but it falls somewhere in the middle. I do give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan and we've seen him elevate Jimmy Garoppolo to heights that, as we've seen now, um, may not be 100% on him because of what Brock Purdy is doing. But I also understand that like you can't, you cannot, you cannot 
be a successful quarterback in the NFL without weapons. We saw it this year with Aaron Rodgers. When he lost Devontae Adams, he went from being a back-to-back MVP to a solid average, maybe above average at times, quarterback this year. We saw Josh Allen. When did he take off? Yes, it was in his third season. Yes, he went and worked with you know Carson Palmer's brother on his on his throwing motion. He also got Stephon Diggs, who is one of the best wide receivers in football. When did Kirk Cousins take off in Minnesota? When he got Justin Jefferson to pair with Adam Thielen? Like, I do think that there are scenarios where, yes, quarterbacks, Mahomes is going to be great no matter who he's got. He lost Tyreek Hill and he got better this year. But that's not the case for most quarterbacks. You need weapons around you. And I do think we will see in the future when Brock Purdy maybe doesn't have as many weapons at his disposal as he does this year, maybe trend down. Who knows? Maybe he'll get better. But I I can't necessarily hold that against him because I'm also looking at Philadelphia. Philadelphia is stacked. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts is as good of a quarterback as he is because through the air, he wasn't over the past couple of seasons and he's still young. But Kyler Murray's got DeAndre Hopkins. When he's out, he's not as good of a quarterback. Like, that's just the way things are. So I do see what you're saying, and I do want to give a lot of credit to Kyle Shanahan as well as Brock Purdy. But I also think situation is something that inevitably matters no matter which quarterback you're talking about. Yeah, you're right. I really like this conversation. I feel like it's something we'll probably spend a lot of the offseason talking about. We'll probably do a lot of thought experiment in terms of, Oh, Brock Purdy, what if he was on XYZ team this season? He's not going to be as good as he was on the 49ers this year. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot about this offseason. I know we got to wrap up, but it's it's an interesting conversation because I think you're right. The the, the reality lies somewhere in the middle, as it often does, in terms of who deserves the credit for Brock Purdy's success. I do think there will be some teams trying to copy what the 49ers are doing. And I don't think they're going to have success because you need the situation the Niners are in, which not many teams have. And then you also need to get lucky on a late round pick at quarterback. And that is very, very rare. The Niners seem to have found one. So difficult to do. I'm sure, though, it will be attempted, but probably unsuccessfully. Yeah. And uh, also want to end this podcast with a bit of some good news. Just saw the report that DeMar Hamlin has been officially released from the hospital and is going to be allowed to head home. So that is great news for everyone that's been following the DeMar Hamlin situation uh, that, of course, unfortunately happened last Monday night. We have been talking about it here on the 415ers podcast and uh, that report from The Athletic. Uh, so I want to give credit where credit is due. DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from the Buffalo General Medical Center and uh, continues his recovery at home. That was announced on Wednesday. That's awesome. That is so, su- That's such great news. Wow. Amazing news. That's what we do here. Uh, we'll, we'll continue the amazing news, the amazing breakdowns, the amazing analysis on Friday when the 49ers get set the day before the first round of the playoffs of the 2022-23 playoffs. Uh, but we'll have all the in-depth breakdown for you coming up on our Friday preview episode, Mark. Yes, sir. Looking forward to it, Evan, and looking forward to uh, Saturday against the Seahawks. Should be fun. It should be. It's Seahawks week, everyone. Third time this season. Don't get that too often. So uh, we'll talk to you next time. You've been listening to the 415ers podcast on the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network. 